0: All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true player's podcast. What is Gucci? As the millennials say, Drew, on this episode, we're covering everything NBA-related and also what's going on in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick, where we stand on that situation. We're going to discuss Manu Ginobili's retirement. Is Dirk Nowitzki's 2010 championship run better than Kevin Durant's two rings? We're going to talk about our top ten international basketball players who would be starting five we also discuss our top sleepers for this upcoming nba season unfortunately drew was sleeping through that whole segment so he doesn't have any players it's the follow through with clips and drew drew kick the fucking intro music Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt, use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well
1: taught. I must do the max like looty us. I do have something to say, so
0: you got to give it up. Give it up. like this before, like this before, like this before. What up, podcast world? What's up everybody? The boys are back. <laughs> yeah, it's the follow through with and Drew, the True Players podcast. Yep, True this is episode forty four. Forty four. It's been almost a month. It's been a long time since we had to do one. Drew has been busy. I shouldn't, have left, left you, you shouldn't left have left. You shouldn't have left. You. We're already throwing. We're to, already throwing that in. Step 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 you, in huh? That's, I'm gonna play that I'm that. Drew has been uh Mr. Wedding Crasher. Oh, dude. Past few weeks um i man yeah what's been going on bro like you, you you're hitting these weddings yeah what's, yep. I, I saw you were you were turning up
1: yeah last weekend was good labor day labor day weekend long weekend had back-to-back weddings for the first time in my life and i i don't really want to do it again
0: like back-to-back like a friday and like a saturday, saturday it was sunday? a
1: saturday sunday
0: did you wear the same suit
1: i have two suits <laughs> that i brought one gray one blue so i got to at least i didn't have to smell bad on the second right wedding both were fantastic weddings. Shout out to Julian Connor on Saturday.
0: Congratulations!
1: Beautiful wedding downtown LA, just outside the the library down there downtown. Cafe Pino, for all those interested. <laughs> beautiful open space, awesome wedding. Open bar was fantastic. Uh, and then sat. And then on Sunday we went up to Malibu Wines. I forget exactly where. There's like six things in Malibu, but beautiful canyon. Um, another. Fantastic wedding! Shout open out. bar. Oh, of course, yes, open bar. Uh, Oren and Karen got hitched, which I think is funny. They're Oren and Karen, but they're they're Israeli, so it's Oren and Karen. Oh, as I as you've been I brushing up. That's how. Well, that's how I got to know them. You know, on Sunday. Wait one more time. Oren and Karen. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make fun. That's like no, legit. That's how they name. That's how they did it. <clears throat> that's how they pronounce their names. Uh, they yeah, big Israeli wedding, like 400 people. Fucking DJ, like. Probably some of the best pre-wedding appetizers I've ever oh, enjoyed. Oh, I bet Top yeah. us? If dude, if I was there, <laughs> yeah, if I was there with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn would have lost his mind in the in the pre-wedding appetizers. Um,
0: so you had a good time. You were, you were doing your weddings. We also had some uh, yeah. We had some technical difficulties for you, for your. Oh for, yeah, we did. For those that don't know, yeah, we are now available on every single platform. Every platform, go, go get to it. Spotify, yep. iTunes, Google, Google Anchor. We're everywhere, but yep, Stitcher. Our old, our old uh, host didn't want to let us go, so it took us a little while. For so, for, for some of you that were trying to listen to the podcast, and said we didn't have enough memory. Yeah, uh, we apologize, but we're back, dude. Yeah, this is episode motherfucking forty four. Forty four. Give me who you got, Drew. Whose episode? I mean, this is pretty obvious yeah. whose episode this is, but yeah. who do you got? Do we? Forty four
1: know, uh, 44s It had more people than I recalled as on a, on a really famous. Can, really famous. We, can people. we play the game? Yeah, I think I think there's certainly there's certainly at least a couple that you could guess mm-hmm. that wouldn't be out of this world. At least two, I think. I would I would maybe three that I think you could get. Okay. So if you want to throw out the top three in your mind,
0: I, I only know one. Like off the top of my Go head, right forty four. Jer- the logo, Jerry West. It's the logo yeah. show. It has to be right.
1: So then the other two. Do you want to do you want to take a guess? You yeah, they, give we're you are good hint? at this.
0: Okay, we got to name this game. If any of you guys can name this game. It's the, the name game. The name game. No, <laughs> <There laughs> it's not is. that. I don't like that. Okay,
1: uh, but yeah, we got to come up with something, and maybe even like a little jingle for okay. it.
0: The name game. <laughs> Love it.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what we're doing now. Uh, all right, go for all it. All right, so Jerry West, you nailed. That's on. It, it's definitely going to be his episode. Right. By the way, it's you know that that's my guy. Love Jerry West. This this gentleman was known for his flashy passing. Okay. In the seventies. Okay. Was one of the first guys to do kind of crazy handles. Pistol Pete. Yeah, pistol. Forty four.
0: Of course. I did and I didn't know that. I know, right? It's weird to think,
1: but you know, Jerry West is such a phenomenal forty four figure that I think a lot of people forget. And
0: pistol Pete, all time leading scorer in college. Dude averaged forty, like two points a game. Yeah. No three point line. No. Died the way I want to die in a pickup game. Little way too young though. He was Very like fifty young. something. Very young.
1: Um okay, anyways, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. And then this one I think will surprise you that you didn't think of uh Mr. Fingerroll.
0: George Gervin. Yes, the Iceman. The Iceman, George oh, Gervin. Forty four. Those are three Hall of Famers Those right are there. Big you know, big wow. big
1: basketball players. Mm-hmm. And the rest are kind of they're, they're names that you would know for sure, like mm-hmm. Danny Ainge, forty four,
0: Sean Bradley. Oh. Mr. Poster. Mr. I get dunked on yeah. every game. Derek Coleman. DC, give me $5. Mm-hmm. What shoe company did Derek Coleman... Yo, DC, <laughs> give me $5. <laughs> Do you remember? Is that Reebok? No, close. Come Fila? on. Oh, you're getting closer. You weren't even alive when these shoes were uh, out. Yo, this is to all my OG... Sneakerheads. Nightwing, if you're listening. Stang hoops, M.A.B. Ball 76. Yeah. If you don't have a pair of British Knights... Oh, In British your Knights. Your artillery. British Knights. Yo, DC. <laughs> British Knights. If you, we got to bring up that commercial. We're going to try to find the audio for the commercial. I love that. He says, Yo, DC, give yeah. me $5. So Derek, with his bigger and better parts, mm. was off to wreak havoc across the land. Derek! Give me $5. Fun fact about Derek Coleman yeah. the only man to ever dunk on Shaquille O'Neal. I know. Well, Did we say that before? We did. I, I
1: that's got to be false. It's there not. has to be more than it's just. It's Derek Coleman's dunk was legit too. Legit. We, we've seen the the replay. It's fantastic. It's, it's so it's fantastic. Really, really well done. One thing, the only my only introduction <laughs> to British Knights, which is funny, is, mm-hmm. is from the movie um, <laughs> with Seth Rogen, uh, Pineapple Express. Do you remember? Do they p-
0: talk about BKs?
1: <laughs> Robinson Craig Robinson is like the one of the like the henchmen for mm-hmm. for the bad yes. guy. Yes, and he has on British Knights and. Danny McBride's tied up in, in the chair. Remember, he's yeah, duct yeah. taped to the chair. Yeah. And he goes, Man,
0: listen, I would just appreciate it if both y'all would just take your shoes off of me. And this is brand new carpet. You're tracking mud in here. Matt said, you got British knights on. I ain't seen anybody wear them since 1987.
1: Because he gets shot in the stomach. He just goes, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> But that's my only
0: that's real all you know knowledge. About British, of knights.
1: British knights is, is from right. that Pineapple Express.
0: You got anybody else besides those? Are those are some really good players? Yeah. By so the, way. the
1: other ones that I want to mention: are um, Sean Bradley, Harvey Grant, Harvey Horace's twin brother. Yes. Um, Dan Issel. Now this is like a lot of people may not know who he is, but this guy's Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame. Uh, I think coach the, forever. Yeah, and he he was a hell of a player. At
0: Denver. He was a Nugget for a long time.
1: Yeah, and then uh, the the only one, Paul Westfall. Mm-hmm. And then the last one that I have is is actually kind of for my pops. Paul Mokeski. I don't know if you have. No he, idea. He's a big old center, but my dad played against him in high school. Mm-hmm. And my dad tells this story all the time. But this this man was the only man to block my dad's up and under reverse.
0: Oh, he's a, he remembered
1: it? So he, he does. He does. He, Paul Mokeski played for Crespi. It was one of my dad's last games that he played uh, in high school before he went on to college. And he was a big seven-footer who could jump. And my dad had this. He was a lefty point guard. He had this. Up and under reverse that he would do. Like a s- jelly? Like, s- like a 70s super, jelly? Super jelly. Mm-hmm. But same side of the rim even. So, like, okay. kind of even more jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he would look like he was going to go front of the rim and then kind of curve it back behind. Oh, I like that. And Mokeski he said he just, like, reached up to the top of the square, just swiped that <laughs> just thing off. Just took that shit
0: right off the glass. Yeah, and
1: he, my dad had never had that happen to him before. <laughs> so, shout out to Paul Mokesky.
0: So, it's a Jerry West episode. It is. Uh, can we talk about Jerry West really fast? I would love to talk uh, about Jerry probably- West. Probably... You know, he's a top 10 player maybe in a lot of people's minds. Mr. Clutch. Mr. Clutch. Um, some fun facts about Jerry. He was undersized at 6'3". Um, he wasn't as athletic as everybody else. Um, but the dude was the quintessential shooting guard. And mind you, again, another player where they didn't keep steals, uh, didn't, didn't keep track of steals until 72-73 70, or 73-74. Right. He was known for... Getting three jacks a game. He's yeah. a four-time defensive uh, team. Um, people love to play with Jerry West. Yeah. Like every teammate. I heard a story that Bill Russell paid to go to to his last game or his retirement game, like paid admission. To watch Jerry to West. To watch Jerry West. And he had some of the nicest things yeah. you could ever say um, to him. And there was always a lot of... Uh, comparison between Jerry West and Oscar Robertson because they kind of played during the same time and people always put Jerry higher even though Oscar's numbers were always good but there's a lot of stories about how nobody wanted to play with Oscar Robertson. Sure. He was a whiner, complainer whatever. Yeah. Um, That's interesting.
1: Well, well, Jerry West's numbers I think escape a lot of people too. Like, It's easy to to remember Jerry West and be like yes, I mean he's the NBA logo and he did, of course, he did all the things that he did post playing career in the nba that that he's very famous for as well like
0: helping shack
1: helping the lakers out helping memphis <laughs> mm-hmm. become an established golden franchise state. obviously what he did with the golden state and what he's now doing with the clippers mm-hmm. so i think a lot of people will forget that he dropped 50 points in multiple games like he had unbelievable scoring games and and the name mr clutch came because this dude was lights out when the any kind of clock was running down he was going to hit the shot so um,
0: and no three, again, I think no three point, no three pointer. And like, no. he was known for the long shot as well. Yeah. A lot of people's numbers would be stacked right now. Very different. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it'd be really different. He averaged, there was one playoff series and final series. I think the record still stands where he was like 40, a game in the playoffs. And then like 42 in the finals, which is crazy per game. And you, it, you, it makes you think like if Elgin didn't get hurt, Because Elgin got hurt, tore his ACL in 72 or whatever. What that could have been. You know what I mean? That one-two punch could have been something crazy. they
1: had it. That's the thing. is like They had it. They had Wilt, they had Jerry, and they had Baylor for more than one season. And that's just how good the Celtics were. I mean, that that really does show how good Bill Russell's Celtics were every year. They just never – Lakers never beat them. They just never did it. So
0: So this is the logo episode for you, Jerry West. Yeah. Uh, You should feel honored. (laughs) <laughs> to be to be episode forty four of the follow through with clips and Drew we're getting up there in numbers 44. NBA season is almost starting Drew oh, uh, we can cannot get there.
1: Wait. can it get there already man I, I don't know dude I'm I just did my uh, fantasy football draft and this is this is the the time of year in which I get I get excited about football because basketball moves so slowly and I just I can't wait for October I guess is where what
0: October is where it's going to be at October. but right now speaking of the NFL I think we should talk about this Drew yeah because I think this is the hottest subject. Like in sports, or in even in the like in the country right now, right is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, once again, you know everybody's back in the news again. Everybody's still talking about this, right? Um, If you don't know, Nike came out with their new campaign. Yeah, Um, the new "Just Do It" campaign. Just Do It campaign, where they made Colin Kaepernick the focus, which I think was a a really good call. Yeah. Um, Right. It's put a lot of people, pissed off a lot of people once again. Yeah, it did. My, que- my question to you, Drew, is this. Do you think that, do people still not understand, like, why Kaepernick did what he did with not standing for the national anthem? Yeah. Do they still think that he's just doing it to disrespect the troops and the flag? That's it's- the thing. It, it To me, it seems mm-hmm. like
1: everyone has already taken a stance on this issue without having done any research. and. The issue itself has become larger than the intent, right? Like anything that he intended to do has been lost through all the controversy surrounding the act, right? So I, I think if you were to pull any amount of people that were un, that knew about this issue, uh, this current issue, the Just Do It campaign and why they were mad or happy or whatever, I, I feel like less than 80% of them would know the the actual reason that he started any kind of protest or kneeling. And that's something that we covered a little while back, probably about a one year, of our first episodes. About a year ago, a little over a year ago, we covered uh, our stance on it, and and we actually got to do a little bit of research and found out that the reason he chose kneeling was because he he actually asked this of a veteran. And kneeling is not disrespectful. And kneeling is a, is a sign of respect. Uh, that's what that was the article that I read that happened you know months after the first big scene and. Everyone was like, why is he not standing for Uh our flag? I think the reason that it's become larger than that initial protest is because it is such a divisive issue, right? And if you did something, let's just take kneeling out of it, but like if you just like, if you just like raised both your arms during Uh the national anthem, Uh right? And I thought that that was fucked up and like you were making fun of the flag, I would be mad at you for doing that, right? So I understand that patriotism is kind of being called into question. I think people are taking it to that level. Uh But regardless of, of personal stance, I think doing research in this issue and actually reading up on it is crucial before we all get
0: yeah, but you jumping don't,
1: and running at each other's throats. You please.
0: don't think Colin, Ka- Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick thought this out. What can I do to really to really you know bring awareness to social injustice, which a lot of people said, well, he could have done it a different way. This is his different way. Right. This was the way. to bring this up in conversation. This was a way for him to really make an impact, knowing that the repercussions of what he's, he knew what was going to happen. People were going to be pissed and people were going to be, would understand and some people would be pissed. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think he went, I don't think he could have predicted that It would go to the extent that it did. Uh, Right. I think, I think he probably thought he'd still be in the NFL right now, given he should be when he started, when he started this, I don't think he thought that it was going to jeopardize you know his career as an NFL player.
0: And Nike's been paying. This is what people didn't didn't know until a couple of days ago. Like they've been paying Colin yeah. this whole time and this was strategic. I want to talk about Nike for a second. Okay. Um Nike has been notorious. Okay? First of all, they're a 97 billion dollar company. Okay? Every most everybody on the planet has something of Nike in yeah. their closet. They've been around for over 50 years. Yeah. They have never backed down from controversy. If you remember, one of the biggest campaigns ever was "I am not a role model," Charles Barkley. Yeah, and that put people in an uproar. Yeah, parents were upset. What do you mean you're not a role model? You're a professional basketball player. They lost a lot of business, and they they weathered the storm. Mm-hmm. Still talked about today as one of the craziest campaigns. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't leave Charles Barkley. Did they leave Tiger Woods? Everybody left Tiger Woods right. when he went through his shit. Right. Titleist gone, uh, Buick gone, Rolex gone, Nike stays. Yeah. I think this was strategic for them. They they know exactly what they're doing too. Sure. And the, if you see the commercial and and what they're pushing, it's a beautiful commercial. Mm-hmm. Everything it stands for is perfect. And Colin is probably the perfect guy. You know, sacrifice sacrifice everything. Yeah. I want to ask this question too because I had this argument at the bar a couple nights ago. on that Beach Fire, which if you don't know, Drew and I live in one of the surf you know surf town. Yeah. This is one of the top you know ten surf towns in the country. Um, I was talking to a surfer who, um, was really adamant. We were talking about our views on the whole situation. And he's like, well, I'm never going to buy a Nike product again, ever. Really? And I, that's what he said. I'm never going to buy a Nike product again wearing a Hurley shirt. I said, you know, Nike owns Hurley. He shut up. You know what I mean? So are you going to break your surfboard? Are you good? Are, are all you people going to get rid of your Chuck Taylors? Nike owns Converse. Yeah. You know? So what do you what do you think about that? Like you know, this was strategically planned out. The season starts tonight. the The, the commercial is going to debut tonight. Right. The campaign is certainly working,
1: right? Regardless of what you think of it on a personal level, if you're looking at it from a marketing standpoint, everyone's talking about this. How many memes have we seen come out with the think, Nike logo right. on everyone's Instagram right. page? Even if you don't follow Nike, right. I guarantee you're coming across one of those. On some sort of social media, so yes, I think it was smart in that reason. I don't know if they predicted that they would have the adverse reaction to this that has seemed to be had by certain members of the community. Uh, not a
0: but not millions, millions of people. No, of
1: course, it's always the minority that try to make the the most noise, mm. right? Those are the ones that get the attention. The mm-hmm. crazy, the outliers get the most attention because they do the craziest stuff. But I don't, you know, it's it's weird. I here's what I here's what I know is I don't know. What it's like for Colin Kaepernick to have gone through this, right? I don't know what it's like to be a, you know, a multi-million dollar athlete and then kind of have everything stripped from you. But the way that he was kind of drummed out of the NFL was very interesting, especially when you look at how few talented quarterbacks there are in the league that actually end up starting for these teams. And you see this guy who's taken a team to a Super Bowl just sitting on the sideline, not even in the NFL. Um, so I, it's hard for me to comment on. Personally, on, on you what want this to know is. why we can't comment?
0: Yeah, because we are two white men right. who experience white privilege every single day. Yeah, like we don't worry. I don't worry about getting pulled over and dying. Right, you know what I mean? That's not that's the furthest thing from my mind. Totally. And uh, the whole point of Colin Kaepernick doing this was to bring awareness to that minorities, blacks, and minorities deal with this every single day. Right. Um. We don't we don't get it. No. The people burning their shoes. There were people burning their shoes with them on their feet. Stupid. Stupid. Right. And if these are the people that are not buying Nikes, then let it let it be. You don't have to. Because what's crazy is Steven Jackson came out and said something. A bunch of NBA players came out and said something Uh like, you guys can continue burning your shoes. We're the ones buying all of this stuff. And we're going to continue buying all this stuff. And then another thing underlining that kind of pisses me off is, once again, we're not hearing anything from Michael Jordan. You know, once again, we don't hear another, th- Michael, my- it would be strange for him to start
1: talking. Now he's, he's, he's been quiet about this controversial stuff for, throughout his career. So I'm, it's kind of on par for Michael. He's never really been outspoken, you know? I'm not saying that he shouldn't. right? But why start now? You know what I mean? After all the other causes that he could have You know why he's not saying anything? Cuz
0: like the post we did the other day where he made 350 million dollars the past 12 months. Exactly. So it's like it doesn't matter if he says anything or doesn't say anything, he's still going to get paid. So exactly. basically that's that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. And <laughs> that also, makes and sense. it's
1: also like that's just kind of the way that he rolls. Right. He's he's a pretty private guy, honestly. I mean, how many We've already seen a Shaq and Penny documentary. We've already had Shaq and Kobe sit down. Like, how many times has Michael sat down and They're doing that one. I know they're they're doing one. Right. And he's been retired for 20 years. Right. So, like, you would assume someone that that private would probably like to keep his ideals private as well. But, yeah, the bottom line is is I, I, I really enjoy this campaign. I think it's bringing about another conversation that we need to have socially for what it's worth. And I just I hope that people actually think about this shit. Deeper than like what it is for face value for whatever it means to you, right? If if Colin kneeling and disrespecting the flag means that much to you, then maybe try to listen to why he's doing it instead of just completely ignoring the reasons and having a discussion. We lack right now any kind of discussion on a big forum where we can be civil. Everyone immediately goes to fighting or, totally. or name calling and and, <clears throat> you know, it just doesn't... It's making it worse.
0: You know? I totally agree. And, and, and something that's always brought up, Drew, is, and we talked about it on one of our first podcasts, was like NFL players didn't even come out of the locker room until 2002 for the national anthem. Right. So, what are they doing in the locker room? They're probably sitting down, putting on their jerseys, putting on their, you know, equipment, who knows? doing what? Who knows what they're doing? Right. I guarantee you, 65 NFL players aren't standing up in the locker room, you know, right. listening to the national anthem. Right. Um, I think we went through this with Tim Tebow. No, you know, there was a stink for about, Three days when Tebow knelt during the national anthem to protest abortion, it wasn't. It wasn't a huge deal, right? Um, I definitely think skin color has a lot to do with it. Sure. Even though Kaepernick is half white, you right? You know what I mean? Like, I think. I think there's so many people in this world still that they just want to be mad at something. Right. And let's be mad at Colin Kaepernick. Let's be mad at the afro. Let's be mad at you know what I mean? Sure. So,
1: but again I, I don't want to completely belittle that side I argument. don't either I, I feel you yeah I feel you know you. what I'm saying like because because both sides if you if you get a reasonable mm-hmm. person on both sides of this argument mm-hmm. which I have I've talked as you have mm-hmm. we've talked to people that are, are that are reasonable on either side of this argument there's there's true value and morals that are called into play when when they consider this themselves true so I don't want to belittle either side. Right.
0: Well, I think that's enough NFL for us, though. Yeah. I mean, even though the season starts tonight, the campaign, the Nike campaign, will be showed tonight. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll be shown uh, For a lot. Throughout? It's all over social media. Throughout? We already know the, what the commercial's yeah. going to look like. Yeah. Um, but let's get into basketball. I want to talk about Manu Ginobili next segment. Can we talk about the retirement of, of Manu? Manu. And his bald spot? Yeah. We got to get... We, the, the bald spot's retired.
1: Uh, it's unbelievable. The
0: Spurs have dismantled yeah, a whole, a whole new generation is coming through I want to talk about it, Drew Let's get All into right. it Alright, we are back It's the follow through with Clips and Drew Episode 44 The logo episode Couple things I want to get into, Drew. We got to, we got to talk about this NBA. We got a lot of stuff that's happened in the NBA and that's happening in the NBA right now. Actually, not a lot of stuff, but some <laughs> stuff I want to bring. We have up. actual stuff that's happened, thank God. Well, I want to talk about Manu retiring. Yeah, Manu freaking Ginobili. Manu Ginobili. We got into a social media argument on our page a little bit. Uh, my question was: Is Manu Ginobili? Oh yeah, the best the best six man of all time. And is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Right. Me, I agree with both of the statements. That's why I posted it. Yeah. I think he's the best six man of all time. If you can name a better one, you can tell me now. Bill, if you- Bill Walton.
1: I mean, he won MVP, so I guess it's hard to call him a six man. But I would say because of the, his arc, people know him more as the sixth man of, this, of the Boston Celtics. You will take Bill Walton. You think Bill Walton is a better... It's an argument. It's an argument to be made there. I think I think Manu Ginobili started some <clears throat> some games too, though. That's the thing, right? So like, he wasn't always just the sixth man.
0: No, but for the, I mean, he played sixteen years in the league, right? Uh, but Manu, Manu, the the whole Spurs organization, you know, Tony Parker is is gone in Charlotte, Tim Duncan's um, you know, retired, and Ginobili's gone. So first thing first, like, you know, he's a four time NBA champion. He's the best the the best trio of all time, winning wise. Um, winning, is that like winning percentage winning percentage uh-huh. is them uh, i mean fuck he went he he won his whole career yeah there um it was like 50 wins every year right and i i think manu goes a little unnoticed too like we just like manu's just there manu you know what you're gonna get with manu right he's pretty much the reason why there is a euro step in the nba that's his move yeah he brought that he brought that Yep. um it's it's been there's like 2.0 versions now Um, but he was the first one to actually do the Euro step. Um, so I guess you could say he's kind of a trendsetter. Yeah. Great teammate. Everybody loved playing with him. Uh, Pop loved to coach him. He just seemed like one of those guys that's like, you want him on your team. Any team Ginobili
1: would be on, yeah,
0: would probably be a good team.
1: And he really kind of solidified
0: a lot of like the
1: overseas prospects like he kind of opened the door a little bit more because we we were used to seeing some overseas prospects come to the nba by the time he came in but not too many guards they were all kind of forwards or big men and you know he he even i think really helped put a couple of his his argentinian teammates on the scola map. uh Luis scola andrea yeah. andrea Noci, nocione Nocioni Nocioni. Yeah, that guy was he good. He was good. He was too. good for a while, yeah. man. And it's like, so they, I think he brought a couple guys with him that I, you know, that really appreciated and has certainly elevated the sport in Argentina, a very soccer heavy nation. He's one of their heroes, bro. Like, he's got to be the greatest all time player of basketball in the history of Argentina.
0: Where'd Oscar Schmidt play?
1: A Brazil? That's probably where it's it is. It's Brazil. Yeah. Though, he's a big guy, right? Yeah. He's a tall dude. Yeah. He only played overseas.
0: Yeah. I, I think that boy I, was I think cold. I saw a documentary on him. So, let's, let's talk about this, though. Oscar Schmidt. Okay. Drazen Petrovic. Ginobili. Dirk. Dirk Dirk is the greatest player to ever
1: play from from outside. You to know. play in the NBA. Yeah. Arvidas Sabonis? But like, even still, like, I... I sure. <laughs> Arvidas, the stories about Arvidas are, are unbelievable. Right. And the one, you know, the one videotape that we have of him at, like, 18 years old playing oh, against the NBA God. players in the 70s is unbelievable Dude. for the USSR. Dude. But you in terms of, like... Where where it seems only fair, like Dirk Nowitzki is the sixth leading scorer, fifth le- fifth or sixth now leading scorer in NBA history.
0: I'm not arguing that at That's all. Crazy. I'm not arguing okay. it. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, let's put. I mean, let's put together the best. I want to do this right now. Okay, and I think we just named it. I want to put together the best international players starting five right now. Tony Parker. Okay, wait. Well, hold on. So we've named a lot. Point guard. Okay. You're gonna put TP at at that position. At point guard. Okay. Draws in at the two. Sure. So then where's Ginobili? Three. You know, Ginobili's at the three. Dirk's at the four. And Arvidas at the five. Yeah. You think? You think that's, that's a fine? Good...
1: I like that. <laughs> Dial coming off the think, bench. I'm trying to like like Oscar Schmidt. Is Pau Gasol? Does Pau Gasol Shit. deserve to be on that list? Pau Gasol might need to be on that list. On
0: the starting five, or is he coming off the bench? Yeah, and does Mark does He's, Mark does that mean Mark? I don't know. Up?
1: I don't know how he gets on the floor. I'm taking over Dirk and and Arvidas. Arvidas. I don't know how he gets. And there. we're not
0: talking. We're not talking 1996 Arvidas. Of oh, obviously, yes. Even though Arvid that Arvidas was was He's, wasn't he, bad either. He still light you up with a pass. He gave Shaq... I mean, Shaq pretty much dominated him, but he gave him issues. Yeah, yeah. But his knee. If you guys Arvidas couldn't move back exactly during that time. But if you would watch, guys. Take fucking 10 minutes, go to YouTube, and look up Arvidas Sabonis at 18 and 20. Look at him at 16. This dude was seven feet tall, running the floor like a point guard. Amazing. Yeah. So starting five would be TP, Manu, no, TP, Drazen, Drazen, Manu, Manu. Dirk, and then we're kind of stuck at the five. You either got
1: Arvidas. I I think Arvidas, people, I think, especially like the way that playing with Dirk, I think Arvidas playing with Dirk would be better than Powell playing with Dirk. Okay, so I like that. I like that lineup better. Oh, who are we forgetting in the guards? I'm, we have to be forgetting one other. Like, who's like the next best? Oh, well, there's
0: Sarunas Martiulonis was really good. He yeah. should be on the team. He was really good. Lithuanian. Who are the Lithuanians? Where well, there's a That's few Lithuanians. Uh, Zydrunas Ogaskis. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe he not. He might not he's make not, the top. He's not. I don't even. He's not, he bench warming. He's he's warming the he's bench. A, he's a bench. He's a playing dummy
1: D with Marc Gasol. I almost would choose Mark over Zadrunas. What about Mar- our
0: What about our the Stickman of the Century, bro? JJ Berea.
1: Hold on, Yeah, he's backup. He's got to run backup point. That's what I mean. Like we, we're Carlos Arroyo, but he was like Tony
0: oh. Kukoc. Holy shit! See, we forgot Tony. See, I
1: see. I want I want deadlift shrimp. I want Manu at the two. And I want Kukoc at the three. So you're taking fucking Drazin out. Drazin's
0: coming. Drazin was the Michael Drazen, Jordan. No, Drazen's coming off the bench. No, Drew. No. Up. no, microwave. You're taking Dino Raja too. Uh, you're taking Tony Kukoc over Drazin Petrovic on your on our starting five. Yeah, I'm, well,
1: yes, I'm taking I'm taking Manu as the two and Tony at the three. I want height. I what? Want height. How tall was Drazin? Wasn't he like only six six? Yeah, six six. I guess that's about the same. I like too. I like Manu though.
0: Vlade Divac. Blades Vlade on the
1: roster. is on the roster.
0: Okay, so let's go through this one Boris more time. Diao's Boris Dial's probably gotta be con- considered. Shout out to Boris Diaw. He just retired today. Too. Did he really? Yes, he did. Today was what the day. What a great career. Great career. He can he can still go play in France if, if he wanted play, to. If he wants to do that. Deadlift Shrimp,
1: Andre Kirilenko, Deadlift
0: Shrimp, Kirilenko. Andre Kirilenko. Andre Kirilenko. He's he's got to be on the team. We're going to do this on Instagram, dude. We're going to put together. Yeah. We're going to do our I think it only lets you do 10 pictures, so maybe we'll do our our 10 for our team. Okay. And say our starting starters and the backups. Yes. Okay. I think we need to we need to come to an agreement on this though. No, I agree. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll do this. We'll, I think I think I think your Tony coach and Drazin is off. What did Drazin like as far as accolades in the NBA? No, he was playing for 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 the Nets, so it made it really difficult. That's what I thought. And he only played, if I'm not mistaken, three years in the NBA. I think it was three. See, or so four. this is
1: why, like, just NBA pedigree okay. and
0: okay, but but everybody they. Drazen lit up the league. He died unfortunately in a car accident, yeah, which did. which is horrible. Tony Kukoc literally only had three or four years of of you know he played in the league for like ten years. Yeah, so did Dino Raja. But Dino Raja's you know had maybe one good year with Boston, two good years. Luke Longley, Luke Longley the, from Down Under. Yeah, how do you say it, Drew? Thirteen. Aussie. How many, he Aussie. played in the year thirty. He 13. played in the NBA thirteen years. Thirteen. Um. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I, we're, we're forgetting some Australian folk down there.
0: I don't think so, Andrew Bogut. Uh, eh, maybe. number one pick, but now he ain't on the he ain't on our ten. All Ersan time, Sova. Nope, don't got him. I think the <laughs> Karolinko was a good pick though. Karolinko is solid. Yeah, I would love to do this. We have we have to we have to carve out some more time. We're gonna carve out more time. Uh, we were talking about Dirk a minute ago. Yeah. So first of all, shout out to Manu Ginobili. Thank and, you for 16 years. Dude. Yeah,
1: I, just to go a full circle back to mm-hmm. like the six man thing. I, I I guess I agree with that. It's hard for me to agree with that because I don't like the Spurs.
0: That's I love step Manu, back
1: from this, Drew. I, I love Manu Ginobili. I really do. He was like one of the only Spurs that I was like. Especially, how could you not the, like him during those years? Like he was the only guy. I Was like this this fucking guy. Right. He's good. So yeah, I can see that being the six man. I just I feel like we're forgetting some people that have you know Jamal Crawford probably is in that on that list. But he's not
0: a four time champion, right? But I mean? he's
1: like a three time. Six man of the six year. Man or year. <laughs> so, True. like, with what are we talking with, about? With three different what teams. Are, what exactly are we talking about? Right. You know, like, are we talking about six man? Are we talking about, you know, how many championships? So, I just think there's other people that, that earn consideration for the, the number one sixth
0: first man. ballot Hall of Famer.
1: I'm fine with that. 100%. I'm fine with that. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. There's others that I know we're missing, I think. Adam Morrison. Well, he was, yeah, the best 12th man, literally the best
0: 12th man drafted third Uh, ever. I have another question. Shout out to Michael Jordan right there. I'm going on. I've been posting some really good shit on our social media to get some really good engagement. Yeah. And some one that blew up last week was the question, Dirk's one ring, his 2010 chip is better than Kevin Durant's two rings that he's won in Golden State. And I completely agree with it. I don't think it's because I'm a Golden State hater I, or a Kevin Durant hater. I don't think it's that reason. Like, a lot of people agreed with me. And then most of the – like, our boy Jeff Compton was irate about it.
1: Well, just like um, – I, I it's a loaded question, right? It's divisive in its nature. It's okay. supposed to garnish a reaction. So, like, the whole idea of saying that and comparing these two things that can't be compared really, in my mind. Two championships, one championship. What Define what better means in that question.
0: Just the fact that he had to go. He he swept Kobe. Right. Dallas swept Kobe and then beat the super team. I forgot who they played the first round, though. It was somebody else that was big. They beat. Was it the Spurs? Spurs. It had to have been the Spurs. Yeah. Had to have been the Spurs. And then they go against the super team and win. Uh, Dirk's team, that was J.J. Berea, Deshaun Stevenson, I think Marion. Sean Marion. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd got the chip with them. I don't them. know if Kidd was on that spot. He's squad. got a 2010?
1: Yeah. I think Kidd Maybe. Was, he might have
0: been on And that Dirk team. showed out. Kevin Durant is never going to be able to leave this... You know, coming to the Golden State Warriors, is all, there's always going to be that conversation. Walt right. Frazier just did it last week, uh, saying that you know he should have an asterisk next to his name, which I think is bullshit. That shouldn't happen. But there's people that are very salty about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I get it. I just...
1: I To me, it's like... There's no real way to say which is better or not, right? So I guess the argument that's being presented is that because Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, it cheapens the two rings that he got because in our eyes, Dirk earned it. When in reality, like, dude, Dirk doesn't get there without, you know, Jason Terry hitting a, a bunch of clutch threes and Sean Marion playing excellent defense. was the last time we said, damn, Dirk locked down that player? Oh, that doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like... Yeah, Dirk was the talisman and the captain and the leading scorer, but JJ Barea ran rampant in that series in the finals. Like, I just think it it completely discredits the rest of the Dallas Mavericks organization and teamwork that happened in that season. The only way that Dirk lights people up is through the t- the framework of the offense. He's not he can take you one on one and back you down and do his fade away. But he's not, he's not out there dribbling between his legs, no. getting buckets. You know what I'm saying? He worked very well within the flow of that franchise, uh, uh, within the flow of that uh, offensive scheme. And that is really what helped set him up on a platter to take on and beat the team that everyone expected to win the title LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bach.
0: They had one superstar with a bunch of good players, team players. Right.
1: I think to me, what it does is it, is it proves that super teams can be beat. How True. about that? It proves that the super team that everyone slated to win that championship was taken down by a team that only had one, right? Now, in the Warriors case, yes, they have five. <laughs> right. So it's the, the, the,
0: That's is, the whole point of the question, but though.
1: But now it's five with DeMarcus. It was four, right? Right. So, But it's
0: just like, I don't know. I It's a fun, debatable argument. And I is. found it interesting because I know a lot of people would agree with that. Um, but it just essentially brings out the hate. That people have in Durant, yeah, but that's, that's why like all it is, that's that. what gets engagement though. Anything oh, I appreciate
1: or, the engagement. Anything I I enjoy it. People that hate Durant ought love to hate Durant, <laughs> it's so it's cool. Just like people that hate LeBron love to hate LeBron. They do. Or the people that like LeBron love to like
0: LeBron. They do. You know. Yeah. Another question. I got another question okay. for you. Do you have any sleepers? Who are your guys to watch? Yeah, dude. I don't.
1: We're talking about individual individual I, who, players that yes. that that are gonna have a breakout
0: season or. Really, really sharp seasons, right? Or just finally, finally come into their own. I've got four. I'm gonna start with Miles Turner. I'm I'm going with him because I've been following him all summer. He lost that. He changed his body up. He did the Depot the treatment well, this he, summer. He went to a ranch in Texas and yeah. literally he said, "I wanted to be away from everything." He went to this huge ranch in Texas and and literally stayed on the ranch all summer. He's been doing yoga. Like, when really working on his body, Yeah, he looks like he's ready to go. Yeah. I'm a Miles Turner fan anyways, Yeah, but I think he's going to have a great year. Yeah, I think Aaron Gordon is going to have a better year Aaron this year. Gordon. I do. I do. That's a good one. It is a good one. I like him a lot. Um, they need him to have a good year this do. year. So, he'll be getting all the opportunity. I think it's time for Tariq Evans. We're going to see, finally... Really? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna have a good one, Indiana, and then and well, Indiana's got a squad. Yeah, dude. they do. They're my. They are my team in the East. My sleeper squad in the East. Okay, um, and then I want to see Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. I think is gonna have, especially the position you know that they're in right now. Mm-hmm. I think Hardaway Jr. is gonna be one to watch. Well, they're also
1: hoping that because they signed him to a massive deal, and everyone was like, kind of like, Who, What? <laughs> why why did we, do do we give Tim Hardaway seventy million dollars? Mm-hmm. Um, I like those. I like those picks. So every year, you always see a surge in players' um, numbers, typically, for all those that are coming up for contract, right? So I always look at the free agency place and say, well, who's, who's up for a big deal? Who's got to earn their, their way in the NBA next year onto a different roster? I haven't done that yet, so I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's pretty clear that everyone that's fighting for a place is going to produce a little bit higher results. Uh, I do. I like everything you're saying. I, I don't. I don't really see Tyreek Evans having as much of an impact on that roster be, simply because of Oladipo and Turner and, and 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 the other pieces that they have there. I think Tyreek will play well there, but I just don't see him as like a force next to those other those other cats that they got. Um, I do think Oladipo's going to continue his path to success. He'll be in the
0: MVP race, dude.
1: I'm I'm really pumped to see Kawhi Leonard play, and I'm really pumped to see Gordon Hayward play. Uh, probably more so interested to see how Gordon Hayward is out, out, out on the floor. Uh, and I think because of that, I think he could have, hopefully if he's healthy, I think he could have a really tremendous... They
0: said he's year. 100%, which is crazy. He's 100%. Yeah.
1: Um, I think Kevin Knox is actually going to have a really Bay good. Ly, he
0: looked good in the summer. I, I like him.
1: Kevin Knox is going to have a really good year, and and with you know the weight of of being a Nick is pretty heavy. But at least in this year with no Porzingis and there's there's not a huge expectation no. for the Knicks to do very well. So he should get a lot of opportunity to fail and learn, and then come back and and uh, what about Beasley? Compete, you know. Beasley. I'm interested
0: to see what Beasley's going to do. Yeah.
1: It's hard for me to pick a sleeper right now because I have barely looked at these rosters, bro. The
0: fuck's s- wrong with you, Drew? We run one of the, the best NBA podcasts in the world. It's August, and come se- on, August dude! Se- it's September. It's time for you to get hyped, bro. We're almost there. Tip off is literally like forty days away. That's not a long time, it's, Drew.
1: Is it only forty days?
0: Yeah, think about it. September what? Today's September sixth. 6th. The sixth. Uh, preseason probably starts October fifteenth. So yeah, maybe like forty five. <laughs> We're almost there. Yeah, that's true. Episode 45, I want you to come back and I want you to give me your sleepers. Do your research. Yeah, I need um, to do I need to look at the roster construction. I need to look at free agents. I need to look at... Zach Levine I'm thinking about too. Depth charts. Oh. I'd like to see what Zach Levine did because he got paid too. He if you did remember. get paid. He got paid and he's got a lot of expectations to live up to. I like um, that. I want to say something else. You've you've seen all over social media Rico, yeah. Rico Hines like, doing the greatest... Fucking pickup games ever yeah. at UCLA, which I've been to, and they're insane. And these yep. players just keep fucking showing up. I posted a clip of Ben Simmons playing at the at the pickup games. Yeah. and this boy looks so nasty. He was working out with LeBron yesterday too. Um, I'm really excited. This isn't a sleeper pick at all. I'm saying I'm really excited to see Ben Simmons because this kid has got literally has the bag. Like he has the bag. This guy. Could be the best player in the NBA within the next couple years. Did you see him make a, a, a fifteen foot jump shot? He was hitting okay buckets. Pull back, uh, Harden, step back, buckets. Like okay. and again, it's not an NBA game, but right. everybody's been at those runs. Well, the fact Dima, that he's taking those shots totally is, is huge. Well, that's all he really needed to work on this summer is work that's on that fifteen feet. Yeah, give that, me a fifteen footer. You can learn that. That is something you can fucking yeah. learn, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, and he was he working should work with Tony Parker. Should the best but Tony never had ever. I want to say another thing about the Rico Hines workouts Yeah, was and I know this was a couple weeks ago, but we haven't done a podcast. Uh, the a picture surfaced of LeBron and Kawhi and KD taking a picture together. Yeah, that same day, um, Harden, CP3, Jimmy Butler were all playing at the, at those games too. LeBron is a business, right? We've we've noticed this like this year, like he's really jumping into that mogul like yeah, big time. He wants to be Magic Johnson. And I think he's on pace to be bigger. Like, he will probably be bigger. Magic gave the blueprint. But I found it kind of funny how, why wouldn't LeBron want to take a picture? Why wouldn't they do a picture with all of those guys, you know, yeah. instead of just doing it with Kawhi and KD? And what I think is that this is LeBron strategically thinking about next season. You know what I mean? Sure. Like CP3 and Harden are under their contracts. You know what I mean. We don't need to do a picture together. We all know you guys. We're best friends. Let's fuck. Let's fuck some shit up and let's do Kawhi, me, and KD together. Yeah. Um, LeBron planting that seed for next yeah. season. Both of them free agents. Yeah. Um, Lakers
1: you- Lakers bought out Luol Deng this week, which was huge for us. Opens up another uh, max roster spot for next season. So. You know, I said this right right from the beginning when we got LeBron, and then we started signing all these like you know mid level players. This 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 next season is going to be awesome to watch, but 2019 off season is going to be one That's for where the, shit changes. One Shit's going to change. One for the record books. We're going to get a couple big players.
0: You know what the Clippers are going to get? We are going to get our arena. We did announce that we're getting oh, our arena you. Inglewood. Congratulations! It's going man. to be thank you. We're going to have our own arena finally. How many? Uh, um, how many seats do they? they uh, 14. fourteen. They're going to have fourteen, 14. bleachers. Fourteen bleachers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to hold a max capacity of sixty-five player or people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, there first will be, come, first served. There will be one donut stand where you can get donuts. Donuts to are eat. crucial. No, I'm just kidding. Ballmer actually has promised and to build the greatest uh. sports arena, uh, energy efficient sports arena in the world, Good. Um, which is kind of cool. It might take five dude, or six Ball years. Is the
1: best. Like, honestly, you gotta be so happy that he's I, your owner.
0: You know what, dude, I'm, I'm as excited as you are as this upcoming season. Sure. And to all my Clipper fans, I'm a, I'm sorry for saying this. Uh, it's going to be a tough season for us to watch, but LA is going to be where it's at. I mean, let, let's be honest. Like we've said in other podcasts, L- LA right now is, is the Mecca, the center of NBA basketball right now. I think LA is going to be so lit. Every night's going to be a fuck. We're going to have so much shit to talk about, Drew. Yeah. I'm going to be so tired of talking about LeBron James and Lonzo fucking ball. I'm going to be so tired of it. But. It's going to be good. It's going to be great, dude. Guys. We got a YouTube show coming out. We got so much content we're going to be pushing out. We're doing all of this for you. Yeah. Okay. We're really we're in season two and like we're about to, if we haven't already we're going to hit a thousand followers on Instagram, which doesn't sound like a lot, but to me and Drew that's oh, a, a lot, lot of people. It Means a lot to us, man. Um, you know we would l- we love the people that are supporting us. You know, uh, Soul Science and Hard to Guard sending us stuff and Shoot the Rock and you know uh, this week for the Forest Lab. You guys got to check this out. If you love L.A. sports, check out our guys at the Forest Lab. They make the dopest T-shirts right now. Super dope. Super dope. Drew just got four shirts that I can't wear because they're all Lakers shit. But yep. they're dope. And you're going to be they're seeing us awesome. taking pictures in them and doing all that cool stuff. But, but what we really want for this next season is we want more engagement. We want you guys to be a part of the show. We want to bring you the best content that we can bring. So whatever suggestions you have, let us know and keep, you know, tag people that need to see hear this show. Yeah. We hit number 5 again a couple weeks ago, which was pretty freaking awesome. Um and I want to stay playing with the big boys drew. We want to take over this this next season. So, shout out to everybody following us and listening to us and if you have any suggestions, let us know. Drew, we gotta take him out with something, something, something mean, dude. And I think it's gotta come from our boy Slim Shady. Yeah. Who's just been unbelievable, uh, just been killing, killing the game right now. Yeah. He said, you want it shady, you got it. Mm-hmm. The 45-year-old is coming bringing the heat to everybody. So Drew, let's take him out with some Slim Shady. It's the follow-through with clips, and Drew, we're ghosts. Later. gotta concentrate against the clock I race no time to waste, I'm already late, I got a marathoner's pace Went from addict to a workaholic, word to Dr. Dre in that first marijuana tape I got a chronic case And I ain't just blowing smoke Less in your mama's face I know this time Paul and Dre They won't tell me what not to say And know me and my party days Have all pretty much parted ways You swear to God I forgot I'm the it that made not afraid One last time for Charlamagne And my response is late It's just how long it takes To hit my fucking radar I'm so far away These rappers are like Hunger Games One minute they're mocking Jay Next minute they get the stuff from Ego So they copy Drake Maybe I just don't know When to turn around and walk away But all the hate I call it Walk on Watergate I've had as much as I can tolerate I'm sick and tired of waiting I and lost patience i can take all of you motherfuckers on it once you want it shady you got got it